You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Sunday, January the 12th, 2020. This is Nomi Segal with the top news at this hour. The latest twist in the prime minister's immunity request. Knesset legal advisor Ayel Yinon has delayed until 4 p.m. the release of a legal opinion on whether the Knesset speaker can block formation of the Parliamentary House Committee to consider Benjamin Netanyahu's request for parliamentary immunity from the corruption charges he faces if 65 lawmakers support forming the committee. This after the Likud lodged a high court petition asking the court to disqualify Yinon from handling any matters relating to the immunity request. As a result of the delay by Yinon, Knesset Speaker Yuli Edelstein put off until 5 p.m. a news conference he was to hold on his decision. Edelstein had requested the clarification from Yinon, who last week already issued an opinion that there is no legal impediment to forming the committee, though the Knesset dispersed ahead of the March 2nd election. The Likud has been trying to prevent the immunity proceedings from being reviewed by the current composition of the Knesset amid expectations that a majority would reject Netanyahu's request. To that end, the Likud this morning petitioned the High Court to prevent the Knesset legal advisor Yunon from addressing the issue. The Likud claimed a conflict of interest because his wife is a senior prosecutor on the team handling Netanyahu's corruption case. It also asked the court to nullify Yunon's earlier legal opinion that immunity proceedings can go forward at this time. Yunon, who previously signed a conflict of interest declaration, has stressed he is dealing only with procedural matters and not substantive ones relating to the immunity process. Labor Gesher accused the Likud of hypocrisy in its petition, now asking the high court to intervene in the work of the Knesset. Schools in several cities and communities around the country opened the day with discussions on equal rights and tolerance, while some parents hung black flags and pride flags in protest over anti-gay remarks by Education Minister Rafi Peretz that were published in a weekend newspaper interview. The outcry was triggered after Rabbi Peretz, when asked how he would respond if one of his children came out as gay, said, "'Thank God my children grew up naturally and healthily.'" Parrott said that a normative family is with a man and a woman and should be kept that way. In the interview, Parrott also defended the Jewish Home Party's union with far-right Otzma Yehudit, saying that the party leader, Itamar Ben-Gvir, has come a long way since the Kahana period. He's no longer a Kahanist in the simple meaning of the word, Parrott said. Ben-Gvir is a very soft person. He's mellowed, relaxed, humane, and considerate. A red alert, which turned out to be false, was heard in the Gaza periphery this morning. No rocket launches were detained, were, were detected toward Israel, and no explosions were heard. The U.S. network NBC reports that Israeli intelligence helped confirm details that led to the U.S.-targeted killing of Quds Force Commander Qasem Soleimani in a drone strike in Iraq earlier this month. According to the report, informants in the Damascus airport tipped off the U.S. intelligence agency CIA on the flight Soleimani took to Baghdad and Israeli intelligence confirmed details. After arriving in Baghdad, Soleimani was tracked by U.S. drones that fired missiles at the car he was traveling in, killing him. In a related development, the New York Times newspaper reported that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu was the only foreign leader briefed ahead of time of the American operation. 
Hundreds of Iranians protested in Tehran last night, demanding the resignation of the Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khamenei against the backdrop of the regime efforts to cover up the Iranian air defenses shooting down of a Ukrainian airliner last week, which killed all 176 people on board. Meanwhile, during the demonstrations in Tehran, the British ambassador to Iran was briefly detained for what was described as suspected suspicious movements. The diplomat has denied taking part in demonstrations in Tehran. Rob McCare tweeted in Farsi and in English that he can confirm he did not take part in any demonstrations, but went to an event advertised as a vigil for victims of the plane crash. He wrote that he left after five minutes when someone started chanting. Britain condemned the arrest as a flagrant violation of international law. Prime Minister Netanyahu says that the protesters against the regime in Iran have courage and deserve freedom. In remarks at the start of the weekly cabinet meeting, Netanyahu said that Iran not only oppresses its people and directs terror in the Middle East, it has also caused the deaths of 176 passengers and crew on the Ukrainian airliner and afterwards lied to the international community. Netanyahu offered condolences to the families of those killed. Finance Minister Moshe Kahlon will not be running on the Likud slate in the upcoming election and is taking a break from politics, at least for the time being. Currently number five on the Likud list, Kahlon was asked by Likud administration to sign on to the party's slate for the upcoming March election and declined. The weather outlook, rain in the north from the evening hours gradually spreading to the center. Tomorrow will be slightly warmer with local rain, most of it light in the north and center. The maximum temperatures in the main centers, Jerusalem 12, Tel Aviv and Beersheba 16, Haifa 14, and Enelat going up to 20 degrees Celsius. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program. You can find us at 101.3 FM, the Khan website, Spotify, and the Khan English Facebook page.